Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. <laughs> this is that spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, saith the Lord. Good to have you with us tonight. We are broadcasting live, of course, from the studios of KDIX in Dickinson, North Dakota. You can also be listening to us on Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2 and on KDIX's website, which is kdix.net. And so tonight, I am interested in how you're listening and who's listening. Uh, So text me. That's the easiest way to get into the program tonight, 701-290-7862, 701-290-7862. 7862. You can email me if you're out of the country. Somebody already did from the Philippines. And the email is robertsimons58 at gmail.com. And we've got the uh, some Hostetlers out in in Beach listening, some Schulers in Grafton. We've got Lori from Dickinson listening. And I'm not even going to mention the one that texted me from the studio here. In the studio with me tonight, I've got my cast of... Um, uh, theologians. We've got Abe running the controls. We have uh, Cooper, his little brother. We've got Tim. We've got um, Jasic, and we've got Michael in the studio with us tonight. So, so we've got a lot of people. I'm gonna 
um, just tell you a little bit about who I am if you're just tuning in for the first time. Pastor Bob Simons from Dickinson, North Dakota. I pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church here in Dickinson. The address is 501 Elks Drive. If you are from Dickinson, you know that is the former, uh, there is the, it is the former Elks building. Oh man, my phone is burning up. Good to have all you guys listening. People texting me. Yeah, and keep, keep it up. 701-290-7862. Uh, glad to, uh, have you guys tuning in. Most of you, I know some of you I don't, but it's good to have you all here. But anyway, uh, last week I did a kind of a hard hitting broadcast of, just the fact that how we have no right to change what the early church preached and taught. I don't have a right to do it. You don't have a right to do it. A church organization does not have a right to do it. And and I've got uh, some texting at the end of the broadcast. I knew not everybody would agree with that program, and I also knew that um, that you know I hopefully nobody was upset about it. But but I know that people would not always agree with it. Uh, for you that are listening online. Or on Holy Ghost Radio, we live in a town that's predominantly Catholic. We have four large Catholic churches in Dickinson, and um, and I'm not here to take pot shots at the Catholic Church. That's not really my intention. But but the topic came up about baptism, and I received a, a lengthy text series of texts at the end of the broadcast last Sunday with a person that, and I have no idea who this person is. I I um, you know they didn't tell me who they were, but they were very, very respectful and very um, intelligent. I could tell that. And their their questions were well thought out. And and um, and I guess I have to say I had, I had a lot of respect for it. The more we got into the texting, the more respect I had for this person. This particular person uh, was questioning. I, there were, I said many, many things about what the... Uh, some of the differences between uh, what modern churches believe and what the early church believed. But but the main area that this person was questioning was why I made such a strong stand that infants and babies were not baptized in the New Testament. And so I decided today, whether this person's listening or not, I, I don't know if they are or not, but I decided to address the topic um, of why I'm going to talk about New Testament baptism tonight. I want to talk about how we have no right to change what the early church did, and I'm just going to go through it. and And I know for many of you that are listening, I'm sure this is something that is you know you know much about. But I I want to just deal with it because the questions that were sent to me last Sunday after the uh, radio show were good questions, honest questions, and not questions that I had not heard before, but are questions that I think do deserve an answer. So I'm going to get right into it. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 5, the Bible said there's one one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. And so I want to just establish right now that the apostles believed that there was only one baptism. There was only one correct way to baptize. There was only one New Testament baptism. This isn't something, and a subject as important as baptism, which the Bible is full of, we can't just... Uh, it doesn't say one Lord, one faith, and baptize everybody the way you want to. It just says one baptism. And so tonight I want to establish through the scripture what this one baptism is. I may bring a little church history in um, just to verify or back up that even even the um, Catholic Church realizes that originally baptism was by immersion in the name of Jesus Christ. But but I, I want to just mainly use the scripture. Man, I've got 16 texts here that I want to read. I will read them when we get to play in a song here in a little bit. But I want to start out in what Jesus said about baptism. John chapter 3, verses 3 through 5. Jesus was talking to a man named Nicodemus. He answered Nicodemus and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Verse 4, Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. So the new birth, and and what I believe, and what I believe that Scripture teaches, and this particular man was not disagreeing with me on this point, but the new birth consists of water baptism and the birth and the new birth of the Spirit. 
Water baptism, spirit baptism. Being born of the water and of the spirit. And Jesus said, without that you cannot enter the kingdom of God. I am going to say this, and I know that that it could anger people, but that's okay, it doesn't matter to me, but that uh, any reasonable person uh, that knows the Bible will will believe that Jesus is talking of water baptism here when he says being born of the water and of the Spirit. Being born of the water is baptism. Baptism is important. Um, there are people, I would say the majority of people that are not Catholics here in Dickinson probably believe that baptism is just something you do to show everybody else you're a Christian. That's not true. That's not what baptism was ever for. Baptism is a command of the Lord Jesus himself and his apostles. And we will see as we go through this tonight that baptism is part of what we do in response to Jesus dying on the cross for our sins. We are, we, people say, well, you're not saved by works. Baptism is, is a work. Baptism is not a work any more than repentance is a work. And of course, we need, know we need to repent to be saved. Mark chapter 16 and verses 15 and 16. Jesus said, Go ye into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. Now, I'm reading out of the King James Version tonight. It's interesting to me that that other versions took the back or the tail end of the book of Mark out. And I believe, and I, I have a reason to believe, and I, I know that I'm correct on this, that the reason these later translations took it out is because it went against their doctrine. That's the reason they took it out. And we're going to find in the book of Acts chapter 8 that they also took another scripture out of of their newer translations because it went against their doctrine. And not only did it go against their doctrine, uh, but I mean, and not only was it wrong to take it out, but it, the rest of the Bible doesn't read right because they took it out. Um, it, if you read Mark 16 without the end of Mark 16... It it just ends with in a, just a really strange way, and then when we get to Acts chapter eight and verse thirty seven and thirty eight, you're going to find out the same thing. Jesus said, "He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved." So Jesus, you know, he I don't want to argue with Jesus. If you don't believe baptism is part of salvation, you're going to have to take this up with the Lord Himself because He said, "He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved." Now, just notice this. He didn't reverse the order. He didn't say, he that is baptized and believeth shall be saved. But he said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. And then he said, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And the reason he said that is because if you don't believe, uh, it does. there's no sense in getting baptized anyway. It's not going to do you any good. Also, Jesus mentioned Matthew twenty-eight nineteen as part of baptism. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name, and I want you all to pay attention to this because we're going to talk about this in a little while, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are not names. And I am going to tell you in this program tonight what that name is, and it's not going to be I'm making it up, but it's the apostles themselves that tell us what the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost is. This is Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. I'm going to let Abe play a song just so I can catch up on these texts. If you want to be part of this program, text me tonight, 701-290-7862. You're listening to a live broadcast.
Because the wife and I got happily married in Jesus' name. When I sit down to eat, thank God for the meat in Jesus' name. And the strength to keep picking up my feet in Jesus' name. Everything I say, everything I am, until my dying day, I am and I will be, Lord I pray, in Jesus' name. Tell it like it is radio show. Good to have you, all the people that are texting me tonight. Good to have you guys with. We've got the uh, we've got some Tylers listening in Louisiana. We've got Leah and her kids listening in Fargo. We have Sierra listening, Ben and Michaela listening, Sky, Nikki, Danny from St. Cloud. Uh, we have Becky and Helen listening, and good to have Helen listening tonight. We've got Melissa listening, Raylene is listening, and we have a stoner listening. So the um, I'm glad that we have stoners that are listening tonight to the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Actually, that's her last name, by the way. We're talking about New Testament baptism as our topic. I know this is uh, probably to some of you preaching to the choir, but but I I I'm really my desire tonight is to to cover this in a way that uh, that you'll understand that baptism there is only one baptism according to the Scripture, and. Um, and we have a, uh, we have, it was changed not because Jesus wanted it changed. It was changed, uh, I believe, because um, people just got messed up. And I, that's, um, whoa, I'm getting some good texts. You guys could do this program. To, Tim Redland's listening from Fargo. He could do this program. Okay, so on the birthday of the church, in Acts chapter 2, in verse 37, Peter had just preached this. I think all of us will recognize that the Christian church was born on the day of Pentecost. That was the birthday of the church. Um, if you don't understand that, that's fine. But Jesus came to bring a new covenant or a new testament. And he died and rose again and then poured out his spirit on the day of Pentecost, and that was the beginning, and it's been been poured out ever since. still is being poured out today. Peter got up to preach in Acts chapter 2 after this event, and there was a big crowd that had gathered around. And in verse 37, while Peter was preaching, people began to feel conviction, or their conscience began to bother them. And it said, now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart. Their conscience bothered them. They said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, 
men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, for the promises unto you and to your children and all those that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Peter, when was asked what they needed to do to be saved, Peter said, first of all, you need to repent, and then you need to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. This, this uh, I, I'm going to make a big deal out of this verse. It is a big deal. But this, and I always make a big deal out of Acts 2.38. Acts 2.38 shows us what the apostles believed was the plan of salvation. Repentance, water baptism in the name of Jesus Christ, those two together working together for the remission of sins, and then the promise that we could receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. I want you to notice that repentance, he said you need to repent and be baptized. Uh, repentance and baptism in Jesus' name is for the remission of sins. The prerequisite to being baptized is repentance and believing. That's the prerequisite. That's why you don't see any instances of babies being baptized in the Bible. Now, I I had mentioned and and talked about these uh, really well-thought-through texts that I received last week after the program from somebody that was very respectful to me, and it was not an argument, really. It, it just wasn't. But this person completely disagreed with me on this and said, I believe that babies were baptized in the New Testament. And as we began to talk, I mentioned to him, I said, well, you must mean several of the verses that talk about people that were baptized, that were converted, and it said their families were baptized. And he said, that's what I'm talking about. But Remember this, the scripture is not going to go against itself. Like we, so we know that, and we will see, and there's more scriptures that are going to, I'm going to bring up tonight, that before you can be baptized, you have to believe and repent. We read that in Mark 16, 15 already, or Mark 16 and 16, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Um, Acts 2.38, he said, Peter said, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. For the remission of sins. Um, so even though I've, I am, um, and I, I'm very aware, and maybe some of you that are listening are very aware of the scriptures this particular man was talking about. One is Acts 18, 18, a guy named Crispus. I wonder if he's related to the stoners that are listening. Do you think so? The uh, This Crispus, the chief ruler of the synagogue, believed on the Lord with all his house, and many of the Corinthians hearing believed and were baptized. So we see Crispus. Um, we, we see, um, we see the, um, in Acts 16, 15, a lady named Lydia, it said, and when she was baptized and her household, she besought us saying, if you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house. And so we see Lydia was baptized and it says her household. And here again, uh, there are people that think, well, that means babies. That means infants. In Acts 16, 33, the jailer, uh, that was baptized and it says, he, and was baptized he and all his straightway. In other words, the, the jailer's family was baptized. And so these are, and there's another one, a, a, a man named Stephanus, but, and, and, and so, and Cornelius also. But tonight I'm going to show you that they, these were not infants. First of all, you're going to have to take a, a leap of faith or you're going to have to guess that there were babies in these families. But the, and who knows, you know, I mean, um, there, there is not anything that suggests that. But the scripture will not violate itself. One of the things that this particular man and I disagreed about is he believes the church has the authority to interpret the scripture. I believe the scripture can only interpret the scripture. That's what I believe. I don't believe that, that the scriptures for any private interpretation, that doesn't, their church groups can't make it say what they want it to say. It only says one thing. It only means one thing. And if we don't understand what it means, it's because we're dumb, not because the Bible's dumb. So there is a, there is a, um, a prerequisite for being baptized, and it's to believe and to repent. When I read in Acts 18, 8, 
this about this man named Crispus. He said he believed on the Lord with all his house. If this me all his house means babies and infants, how could they believe on the Lord? And it says, and many of the Corinthians hearing believed and were baptized. Do you see the order here? What I'm hoping tonight is that that order is going to be replicated or duplicated tonight on this program, that you're going to hear about Jesus' name baptism, you're going to believe, and you're going to be baptized. And we have a nice baptismal tank at our church, and we, if you have repented of your sins and you want to walk, start walking with Jesus in truth, you need to be baptized in the name of Jesus. Let me show you in Acts 8 and verse 35. Let me show you a verse here that talks about the fact that there's a prerequisite for being baptized. You can't just be baptized as a baby and think it's going to do you any good. You've got to come to God first in belief and repentance. Acts 8.35, Philip was with a man, a, a eunuch, that was an Ethiopian man. And they were traveling together in a chariot. And Philip opened his mouth, began at the same scripture, and preached unto him Jesus. And in verse 36, as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, Here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? And verse 37, which is amazing to me, that Bible translations will leave verse 37 out because it flows with verse 36. It's supposed to be there. It was part of the original, uh, Dr. Luke uh, penned this, but it was taken out because it goes against people's doctrine. Don't mess with the Scripture. Don't take verses out of the Scripture. One of the things I've got against the NIV version is they take Scriptures out. So verse 36, they went on their way. The eunuch said, here's some water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? Number one, when Philip was preaching about Jesus, he was talking about baptism, and that's how the eunuch knew how to ask. Verse 37 said, Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you can, you mayest. You can be baptized if you believe with all your heart. And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still, and they went down both into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. And I'm going to read these verses again when we talk about immersion. But verse 39, and when they were come up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught away Philip. We don't find any record of babies ever being baptized in the Bible, and that's why we don't baptize babies. Um, There's a man named Schaff that wrote a very uh, comprehensive church history, and um, that it's called Schaff's History of the Church. Schaff believed in infant baptism. But this is what he wrote. He said, this, this is what he said. He said, we should remember that during the first three centuries, and even in the age of Constantine, adult baptism was the rule, and that the actual conversion of the candidate was required as a condition before administrating the sacrament. Here's a guy that believed in infant baptism that admitted that this was not started till over 300 years later. You know, um, there there is, and that's why, uh, and, and, and you know, this, I'm not making this stuff up. Any serious study of the scripture, you'll see this. Any serious study of church history, you'll see this. That's why if you were sprinkled as a baby, they probably didn't baptize you anyway. They just sprinkled water on your head. If you had not believed and repented, it didn't do you any good. Acts chapter 2 and verse 41, it says, after Peter preached Acts 2.38, Acts 2 and 41 says, Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. You see, it's the people that received the word that were baptized. And again, I want to say, Acts 2.38 doesn't say that you need to be baptized and then repent. Mark 16 doesn't say to be baptized, then believe. The order is very important. Repent and be baptized. Believe and be baptized. And so, you know, I, I um, here again, who has the right to change the church that Jesus set up himself? 
Jesus spent, after his resurrection, spent 40 days with the apostles, teaching them what he wanted them to preach and teach to the church, or as his church. And that has never changed. You can either agree with it and be right, or disagree with it and be wrong, but you have no right to change it. And so what happens here is is a renaming of something. Uh, we're going to get into, um, you know, I, I may, um, uh, you know, I'll, I'll wait, hold off on any song just now, but be ready. I, I want to just get into this next part. The word baptism means to immerse. Uh, there's no argument about this. In fact, the word baptism, uh, a Greek word baptizo, it's found all over the New Testament. It always means to completely dip or dunk under the water. It always means that. To sprinkle water on somebody and call it baptism is exactly like sprinkling water on somebody and calling it immersion. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's what I'm going to call it. I'm going to use a Hebrew word here that's kind of hard to pronounce, but it's switcheroo. <laughs> that's not a Hebrew word. I'm just joking. But you, you, you call something else baptism that's not baptism. You know, it's kind of like calling a dog a cat. You know, there, there goes, there goes a cat. It's not a cat. It's a dog. But if you call it a cat long enough, pretty soon everybody's going to think it's a cat. And so many of you in Dickinson, and I don't know who else is listening across the world today, but many of you in Dickinson think you were baptized. But you weren't baptized because you were not dunked under the water. The word baptized means to immerse. The, the, um, there, there's, and here again, uh, no, we have no right to change that. Uh, church history, you'll find out that if you study it out, you'll find out that they didn't start sprinkling until centuries later. And then there was a giant argument when they did, to the point where there was violence about it. Romans chapter 6 and verse 4, Paul said, we are buried with him by baptism. Verse 5 said, we've been planted together in the likeness of his death. You don't bury somebody by throwing dirt on their head. If you're going to bury somebody, you better put them all the way under the ground. And he said we are buried with him by baptism. Here again, the word baptism means to immerse. Colossians 2.12 said buried with him in baptism. Wherein also you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God who has raised him from the dead. Uh, we find other instances. John 3.23, uh, this of course is John's baptism, which is different than, than, than New Testament baptism, but John's baptism, he was baptizing in Aenon near to Salem because there was much water there. The reason he was baptizing there is because baptism has always been dunking people under the water. You know, um, here, here again, this... Uh, I know there are people out there listening, Pastor Bob, just move on, get on to something else, because we don't think baptism is important anyway. Well, it doesn't matter what you think, and it doesn't matter what I think. It matters what the Bible said. And Jesus said you've got to be born of the water and of the Spirit. In the Great Commission, if he said to be baptized, if Jesus would have said to be baptized in a tub full of oil, I would have done it. If he'd have said been baptized in a tub full of molasses, I would have done it. If he would have said be baptized in a tub full of honey, I would have done it. What a mess. But it doesn't say that. But it says to be baptized in the name of Jesus. The, uh, the I, I know, um, you know, like, like uh, I just got a text from uh, from a theologian down in Bowman, North Dakota, and he uh, he said, if if we can change what baptism means, why not drink a glass of water and say you were baptized? See, that's not baptism, and neither, neither is sprinkling. Um, you know, my friends here in Dickinson that don't agree with me on this, I'm telling you, this has nothing to do with pastor bob's church it has nothing to do with pentecostal church it has nothing to do with anything i'm just talking to you about what the bible says and there isn't a credible person in the world that would argue with what i'm saying that new testament baptism was always by dunking people under the water 
I read, I alluded to Acts chapter 8 here a while back, um, where Philip baptized the Ethiopian eunuch. And it says that they both went down into the water, and they both came up out of the water. They were baptized. So, you know, the uh, number one, we don't find evidence of infants being baptized in the Scripture, and we do find evidence that people were required to believe. Let me read this from a, a man that believed in infant baptism, uh, who has wrote a sh- church history that many people think is the the church history. This guy's name is Schaff. He said that he said we should remember that during the first three centuries, and even in the age of Constantine, adult baptism was the rule, and that the actual conversion of the candidate was required as a condition before administrating administering the sacrament. And here he refers to baptism as a sacrament. And so, and so, not only does the Bible teach it, but any credible study of church history teaches it. And you can study, I'm, I'm telling you, you can study Catholic church history, you can study Lutheran church history, you can study all of it, and you're going to find that they admit that what they call the ancient baptism, ancient Christian baptism, um, the, the, they call it different things, but they say that it was done by immersion. This is the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Also email me if you need to, robertsimons58 at gmail.com.
speak for me. everybody, Pastor Bob is back. You're listening live to the Tell It Like It Is radio show. And I am honored that you would listen to this. Thank you so much. As I said earlier, I, this is a live program. Unless you're listening to the podcast sometime down the road, this is like August Sunday, August 26th, 2018 tonight. And we are broadcasting from KDIX, which is a AM station right here in Dickinson, North Dakota. We've been doing this for about, I think... I think about 18 years now, coming up on 18 years. Abe, you're going to be 18 in a couple of weeks. And we started this, oh yeah, so it's going to be 19 years that we've been doing this in December that we've been broadcasting from KDIX. And um, it's uh, been a blessing to me and I hope to you. And I know there are, I do know that I do talk to people that say this is a show that they love to hate. So in other words, they like listening to me. They don't agree with everything I say, but... Uh, they still enjoy listening, and it makes them think, and, and I appreciate you listening, especially you that don't agree with everything I say, because that's hard sometimes to not just shut me off. We're talking about New Testament baptism. Certainly, I talk about it a lot. I talk about it on the air a lot, but I'm really doing kind of an intense Bible study on it tonight on the air because of a text or a whole bunch of texts that I got last Sunday night after my program Um disagreeing with me on infant baptism. And so I can't just talk about infant infant baptism without talking about all of it. The New Testament teaches that baptism needs to be predicated by believing and repentance. And that's why why, uh, infants or babies are not baptized in the New Testament. And even where it says that certain families were baptized... That is quite a leap to say that there were infants and babies that were baptized when you read other scriptures saying that you need to believe with all your heart to be baptized. So am I talking about this topic just to get you to come to our church tonight? I'm going to get into Jesus' name, baptism, and finish up. But let me just let me just say this. I am all about you coming to our church in Dickinson. I'm all about it. I, I would love for you to come. But I... I do have a bigger uh, agenda here, that if you are a pastor listening to me, why don't you start baptizing in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins? There's nowhere in the Bible that says that if you live in Dickinson that Pastor Bob's got to baptize you for you to be saved. If you baptize in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, people that have, have believed and have repented, their uh, sins will be washed away. I'm just throwing it out there, but I, I've baptized, you know, I, I baptized a pastor from another, another church one time that saw Jesus' name baptism. I baptized a youth pastor from a different church who saw Jesus' name baptism. You know, don't don't be so proud that if you've been doing it the wrong way, just start doing it the right way. Um, you know, the uh, I'm I'm moving into the segment about Jesus' name baptism, but many years ago. There were some people that owned a bar out in Weibo, Montana. And through a weird series of events, my wife and I were able to start teaching a Bible study to these people. We would travel to Weibo every week and have a Bible study with them. They were going to a church that did not baptize the Bible way. Well, during one of the Bible studies, one of the men in this Bible study, his name was Stan, that was the son-in-law of the dad that owned the bar, he said, hey, Pastor Bob, we're getting baptized this Sunday at our church. And I said, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Let's skip ahead to the baptism lesson then. So we skipped ahead in our Bible study. And I said, no matter what, no matter what you do, you've got to make sure that they baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ. He said, okay, no problem. He saw the Bible. I'll do it. So that Saturday, Stan met with the pastor and the pastor's son to go over the baptism for the next day. And Stan said, hey, just wanted you guys to know, I was, I was reading the Bible, and I see that we need to be baptized in the name of Jesus, so that's what I'm asking to do. And the pastor said, Stan, I don't baptize in the name of Jesus. I baptize 
the way Matthew twenty eight nineteen says, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Stan said, well, the apostles baptized in the name of Jesus. They understood that the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost was Jesus. And the pastor's son piped in and said, Stan, you know, my dad's been a pastor for 40 years. You probably should just do it the way my dad said. And this is what Stan said. He said, I've been cutting lumber. He was a lumberjack from out on the West Coast before he moved out to help his father-in-law with his bar. He said, I've been, I've been cutting lumber for like 20 years. And if some young guy came along and showed me a better way to do it, I'd do it. He said, you won't baptize me in Jesus' name? And they said, no, we won't. I got a phone call that Saturday night from Stan. He goes, Pastor Bob, this pastor won't baptize us in Jesus' name. He said, I got a question for you. Would you consider baptizing us in Jesus' name? This, um, And I said, you, you bet I will. And so Stan and his wife Leah and Jimmy and Pam and, and another one of their sons were baptized that Sunday in the name of Jesus. This, this, um, you know, we're moving along into a, the segment now. We, we talked about infant baptism. We talked about baptism by immersion. And um, now we're moving into the segment of baptism in the name of Jesus. You know, the, um, the Matthew twenty eight nineteen I read earlier says that, that, that Jesus said, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. But we read in the book of Acts, and I'll read several of the instances in the book of Acts, where they were baptized in the name of Jesus or in the name of the Lord Jesus, or in the name of the Lord, which is Jesus. Why did the apostles disobey Matthew twenty eight nineteen? if you were supposed to just use titles, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Why? Well, they didn't. They didn't disobey. In, in Matthew twenty eight nineteen, Jesus said, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, Peter said, Being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. I'll tell you right up front that the apostles baptized in the name of Jesus. You'll never find anyone in the Bible where they use the titles Father, Son, and Holy Ghost to baptize. In fact, if you can find anyone in the Bible that used the the, uh, the titles Father, Son, and Holy Ghost when they baptized, I'll give you the title of my car. I got a pretty nice car. I'll do it. You just find it, show it to me, and I'll give it to you. Because baptism was always administered in the name of the Lord Jesus. At the New Life Pentecostal Church here in Dickinson, we baptize people that have that believe and have repented. At least if they tell me they have. You know, of course, I'm not God. And then we baptize them by immersion because the word baptism means immersion. And, and here again, I have no no uh, idea of how, if you go to a church that sprinkles babies, how you can somehow turn, and I don't want to just go over this again, but somehow turn sprinkling into the word baptism, which means immersion. But also, we baptize in the name of the Lord Jesus. Acts chapter 8 and verse 12, the great revival in Samaria, Philip was there preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, and they were baptized, both men and women. Verse 14, Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet he was fallen, the Holy Ghost was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. You'll see here that the apostles baptized in the name of Jesus. Acts chapter 10 and verse 44, Peter was preaching to the Gentiles. This is kind of a brand new thing. The apostles who were Jews didn't even know the Gentiles could be saved at a certain point. But the Bible said in verse 44 of Acts 10, Peter, while he yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word, and they of the circumcision, the Jews which believed, were astonished, as many as came with Peter, 
because that on the Gentiles was also poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. For, for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. That's the name of Jesus. Acts chapter 19, we read uh, scriptures of people who were rebaptized. It's it, it. I started out the program saying Ephesians 4 and 5 said there's one Lord, one faith, one baptism. And if you haven't been baptized the way the Bible teaches baptism, you need to be rebaptized. And here again, some of you have never been baptized because sprinkling is not baptized. That uh, that is not uh, that is not baptism. Baptism was always by immersion in the Bible days. Always, you you won't find anything in church history that teaches or says anything else. Acts chapter nineteen and verse one. Let me read all the way through verse six. It came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples. And he said of them, unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, Unto then what were, unto then were ye baptized? And they said un, unto him, They said unto John's baptism. These were people that were either baptized by John the Baptist or by the, John the Baptist's followers. <coughs> Verse four. Then said Paul. John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. My question tonight is you're hearing this too. What are you going to do? When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Behind our baptismal in our church, this scripture is in giant letters. Acts 19 and 5. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Paul, verse 6 says, When Paul laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. The um, There is a... Um, let, let me just... You know, here again, I, I use the scripture, but just let me read you some things. Uh, the Britannica Encyclopedia. The baptismal formula was changed from the name of Jesus Christ to the words Father, Son, and Holy Ghost by the Catholic Church in the second century. This was in the 11th edition, volume 3, pages 365 and 366. All on, on, in the Britannica Encyclopedia, also it says, everywhere in the oldest sources it states that baptism took place in the name of Jesus Christ. That's volume 3, page 82. Uh, Caney's Encyclopedia of Religion, it says the early church always baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus until the development of the Trinity doctrine in the 2nd century. That's page 53 of Caney's Encyclopedia. These are not Pentecostal publications. Hastings Encyclopedia of Religion says in, uh, in volume 2, page 377, Christian baptism was administered using the words, in the name of Jesus. The use of a Trinitarian formula of any sort was not suggested in early church history. That's volume 2, page 378. On page 389 of this Hastings Encyclopedia of Religion, baptism was always in the name of the Lord Jesus until the time of Justin Martyr when the triune formula was used. The Catholic Encyclopedia, Volume 2, page 263, the authors acknowledge that the baptismal formula was changed by their church. The Schaff, I mentioned him, he's um, here again, not a Pentecostal guy, a guy that believes in infant baptism. Schaff um, said in, in the Herzog Religious Encyclopedia, Volume 1, page 435, the New Testament knows only the baptism in the name of of Jesus. Hastings Dictionary of the Bible, page 88, says it must be acknowledged that the threefold name of Matthew 28, 19 does not appear to have been used by the primitive church, but rather in the name of Jesus, Jesus Christ, 
or the Lord Jesus. This is a, this is a, uh, uh, you know, here again, this is not a program to tell you that Pastor Bob is right and everybody else is wrong. This is not a, a, a radio program that wants you to say, if you belong to my little group, you'll be saved, and if you don't, you'll be lost. This, that's not what this is about. This is way bigger than me. This is way bigger than you. It's way bigger than the church you belongs to, belong to and way bigger than the church I belong to. This is the Bible. This is what the New Testament teaches. The New Testament teaches that people believed and repented and then were baptized. Church history bears that out also. Uh, very, very strongly, in fact, if you want to look into it. And, and even some of the verses that I mentioned in, in Mark 16, 16, where it says, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. That verse is taken out of translations because people don't like what it says. Acts chapter 8 and verse 37 is taken out of translations because people don't like what it says, not because it was supposed to. Because Philip told the Ethiopian eunuch when he asked, what's stopping me from being baptized in verse 36? Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you can. And here again, many of you listening to me in Dickinson tonight, not only were not baptized in the name of Jesus, you were sprinkled as an infant and you were never even baptized because the very word itself means immersion. All right, well, I've, it seems like I've repeated myself a few times. Abe, why don't you give out a, some information how to get a hold of us um, in the future? Hey, good to have my friend David listening. Hey, David, um, I, I, uh, you don't have a vehicle, but you need one so you can come and get baptized. Um, this is a Tell Like It Is radio broadcast, and if you'd like to visit our church um, here in Dickinson, we're the New Life Pentecostal Church. Um, the address to that is 501 Elks Drive, and you can visit us Sunday morning. at There's Sunday school at 10 o'clock a.m., for adults and for kids. And then at 11 a.m., there's a worship service. And then also on Wednesday night at 7.30, there's a worship service as well. And that's at the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson. If you'd like to get a hold of Pastor Bob Simons, you can um, call or text him. His cell phone number is 701-290-7862. Or you can email him. His email is robertsimons.com. 58 at gmail.com. Um, if you're from the beach area, we have a daughter work uh, starting in beach, and there's a service every Tuesday night in the Beach Community Center at 730. And um, they would love to have you join them for worship um, in uh, every Tuesday night in the Beach Community Center at 730. In Bowman, there's also another um daughter work starting there and that is every thursday night at seven thirty. and um they would love for you to join them that's also in the bowman community center on main street um and that's it on thursday night at seven thirty. um again if you'd like to get a hold of pastor bob simons you can you can call him his cell phone number is 701-290-7862. Might have a little trouble calling me right now, but I, um, but you can text me. You know, I'm going to read a text that kind of made my, made my evening tonight just before we uh, close out the program. And this is the reason we're on this, this program, the reason we do what we do. But a man named David um, texted me. He doesn't live here in Dickinson, but nearby in a small town. And he said this, I do have ears. Baptism, very interesting and informing. Wow. I was sprinkled. So now it was just worldly, not biblical. Wow. Got it, David. You got it. 
sprinkling is not baptism any more than my arm is a leg. <laughs> it's, it's not. And, um, and you know, this, this is not here again. This is not, you know what? I wished every church baptized by immersion in the name of Jesus Christ. I wish they all did. This is, you know, um, this end time revival that we're going to see of this bringing people back to what the apostles believed and taught is bigger than the United Pentecostal Church. It's bigger than the Worldwide Pentecostal Fellowship. I belong to both of those organizations. It's bigger than that. You know, I, I believe that there are people that are hungry for God, and I believe there are pastors that are hungry for God. And my desire is not to be against anybody, but my desire is that we, you know, you know, start baptizing in Jesus' name. I mean, there was a man named um, uh, uh, Andrew Urshan many years ago that didn't understand Jesus' name baptism. And when he did, he went back and rebaptized all the people. Not only did he get baptized himself in Jesus' name, but he rebaptized all the people in his ministry in Jesus' name. And that's my prayer. Lord Jesus, tonight as I close this broadcast, I pray that something was said that would spark the uh, truth of, of this one baptism that you talk about. Lord, I, I just pray that you would work in the lives of people, show them that this is the way. God, I just pray in the name of Jesus. Jesus' name. Thanks so much for listening. I'm honored that you would listen. Appreciate it. Lord willing, next Sunday night, we'll be back for another Tell It Like It Is radio show.
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.